RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television, presents the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Your enjoyment here is the Phil Hallis Alice Fay Show, written by Ray Singer and Dick Chevrolet, with Elliot Lewis, Walter Tetley, Robert North, Janine Roos, Ann Whitfield, Walter Sharp and his music, and yours truly, Bill Foreman. Today, Phil's little girls are a surprise hit on a television show, and someone tries to capitalize on their talents. How Phil foils this plot, we'll see in a moment. But first, this word from RCA Victor. Carry a tune wherever you go. Take along an RCA Victor portable radio. RCA Victor brings you the pick of the portables. Powerful, compact, and easy to take anywhere. It's a wonderful way a portable livens up a gathering, brings in your favorite programs most anywhere. Stop in at your RCA Victor dealer tomorrow. See his entire line of RCA Victor portable radios. And pay special attention to the personal. There's a portable with bell clear tone that delivers all the volume you need indoors or out. And yet... The personal is a portable radio just six inches high, no larger than an average book. Yes, for spring fun, get the handy, lightweight portable that's ready to go and ready to play anywhere. Get RCA Victor's most compact portable radio, the personal. And now the stars of the RCA Victor program, Alice Faye and Phil Harris. A new television show has just started in Hollywood. It's a variety show featuring the children of famous stars. Today, the Harris children are appearing on it, and Phil and Alice are bursting with parental pride. They're at home, glued to their television set, waiting for their girls to make their appearance. Gee whiz, Alice, the show's been on 20 minutes. When are our kids going to be on? Oh, quiet, Phil. Here comes the master of ceremonies with a little boy. Let's listen. All right, let's uh, step right up to the microphone, son. So you want to be an actor, eh? Yep. Do you want to go into motion pictures? Yep. Do you think you'll be as good as your father? Yep. Thank you, Gary Cooper Jr. <laughs> I thought they'd never get that kid to stop talking. Oh, isn't he adorable? And he looks just like his daddy. Yeah. Only four years old and he's six foot three. <laughs> hey, honey, I wonder when our kids are going to be on. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're happy to present the daughters of two famous stars. Uh oh, here they come now. Yes, folks, we take pleasure in presenting you little Alice and Phyllis. But first, a word from our sponsor, Levy's Love Seat. <laughs> Levy's Love Seats. Yes, Levy's Love Seats, the cornerstone of home entertainment for three generations. <laughs> go wrong on a Levy love seat because Mr. Levy stands behind every love seat. <laughs> Get one of these lovely love seats. I don't want no love seat, especially with Levy looking over my shoulder. <laughs> Look, I want to see my kids. They'll be on soon, Phil. But gee, they've had some cute children on so far, haven't they? Eh. <laughs> oh, come now You must admit Groucho Marx's little girl was adorable Yeah, yeah, she was cute If you like little girls with big mustaches <laughs> Phil, she was imitating her father And I thought Quiet, she Quiet, Alice, look, look, look They're bringing our kids on now And now we take great pleasure In presenting the next two little girls 
They're the daughters of those two famous stars, Alice Faye and... Hello, everybody. Let him mention my name. <laughs> What's the matter with that kid? Oh, Bill, she's just a little anxious. Let her be anxious on your name, not mine. <laughs> Girl, you folks have all seen the mother of these children, the famous Alice Faye, and their father, the equally famous Phil Faye. <laughs> I'm going to lump that guy's lousy love seat Mister, that's not my father's name Phil, the poor child is nervous Now, don't be nervous, little Alice What is your father's name? It's, uh... I can't remember (laughs) Oh, that kid's been popping her bubble gum too long (laughs) She can't remember her own father's name? Oh, I remember now. Daddy's name is Phil Harris. Oh, of course. Phil Harris. Why, everybody knows Phil Harris, the famous, uh, he's the well-known, uh... What did he do again? Oh, I've got to put a knot on his head. (laughs) Our daddy is the famous band leader, comedian, and singer. And we're going to do an impersonation of daddy singing That's What I Like About the South. Wouldn't you rather recite a poem, darling? (laughs) No, I want to impersonate my daddy. I think you ought to do a poem. I want to impersonate my daddy. I said do a poem. (laughs) Stop twisting our little arms. All right, all right, we'll do a poem. My sister and I would now like to recite a poem entitled, That's What I Like About the South. Give us a downbeat, Clyde. Won't you come with me to Alabama? Let's go see my dear old mammy. She's frying eggs and boiling hammy, and that's what I like about the South. Yeah! Hey, Alice. Yeah. Oh, honey, weren't our kids just great on that show? I can't wait to see Bing Crosby and tell them about my kids. Well, Phil, what's Bing got to do with it? Well, look, honey, every time I go out on the golf course with Bing, he's always bragging about how much money his kids are making with their talent. Now my kids are going to make just as much money with their talent. Oh, I can just picture Bing's face when I tell him I'm quitting as he's caddy. <laughs> Didn't you just love the way little Alice impersonated me singing What Good is a Gal Without a Guy? Sure. She sounded as good as you do. Oh, I wouldn't say that. When I sing it, 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 it sounds more like, like this. What good is a gal without a guy? What good is the earth without the sky? The flowers would fail to show Without the sun to make them grow What good is a gal without a guy? Now what good is a table set for two If nobody's sitting there with you? And what good is a moonlit night If no one's there to hold you tight? What good is a gal without a guy? Who wants to live alone and like it? Need a man around to build up your morale. To light a match, you've got 
got to strike it. It's wrong to be by yourself. Come on, get off of your shelf. What good is a gal like you and me? I'm just like a hive without a bee. Start wearing that baby stare and wearing that perfume in your hair. To come and get it, twinkle in your eye. What good is a gal without a guy? A gal can be so lonesome without the man she wants. It never seems to work out. Her heart just taunts and taunts. Want to be alone and lonesome You need someone around Who's gonna be your pal It's tough to be all by your own soon When you're alive and you're young A fling has gotta be flung What good is a park without a bench? What good is more without the French? If nobody's missing you, or wondering who is kissing you, there's nothing to do but just sit back and sigh. What good is a gal without a guy, a guy, a guy? What good is a gal without a guy? Well, Alice, our little starlets are home. I just saw them getting out of the cab. You know something? I can't wait to tell them how great they were. Now, now, wait a minute, Phil. I don't want you making a fuss over them. It's liable to go to their heads and spoil them. Not my kids. <laughs> They're modest and unassuming. They're as great as their father. <laughs> and they have the same touch of humility that makes me so lovable. <laughs> Oh, Wonga, please. Now, just don't let them know how good we thought they were, because I don't... Oh, no, Mommy, Daddy, we're home. How did you like us on television? You were fair. Fair? Let's face it, Mother, we're the hottest thing to hit show business since Cohen on the telephone. <laughs> how did you like us, Daddy? You were adequate. Adequate? Did you hear that, Alice? Oh, pay no attention, Phyllis. It's just professional jealousy. <laughs> you see, Father never got as much acclaim when he used to be in show business. What do you mean, used to be? I'm still in it. Yes, Father, but you're getting a little old. And now that we're successful, you can retire and we'll support you. We'll hire a nurse to take care of you. Look, I don't need no nurse. <laughs> I don't even need no... Male or female? <laughs> Male. As I was saying, I don't need no nurse. Well, now I know how you feel, Father, doing your show every Sunday. It's very tiring. So if you'll excuse me, I'll take a bowl of martinis and go to bed. <laughs> what are you going to do? No, but that's what you always say when you come home from your show. <laughs> now, that does it. That does it. I'm not going to have my children acting like a couple of spoiled brats. You're through with show business. I don't think our agent's going to like that. What agent? The one who signed us as his clients right after the show. He said he's going to give us 10% of everything we earn. <laughs> 
give you 10%. He's the one that's supposed to get the 10%, and you're supposed to get 90. I ain't gonna let nobody be your clients. That don't make sense, does it? I better read that again. I ain't gonna let you be his client. I gotta get somebody else to put this stuff down. Now, that agent is nothing but a vulture, and he's preying on little kids' talent, taking their money and rob. Wait, come in. Hi, Curly. Oh, hello, Remley. I'm glad you're here. I want to tell you about a no-good chiseling... Now, later, Curly. Tell my two little clients their agent is here. <laughs> Remley, not you. Who else? Reggie, did you sign the girls to a contract? Yep. I already got them a lot of work. Tomorrow they start a split week in Peoria. Then I... <laughs> Then I got him booked for three days in the pastrami room at Lenny's Delicatessen. Frankie, they I get twelve dollars a week and all the coleslaw they can eat. <laughs> Look, Remley, I just want to know one thing. Now, the girls told me that you're keeping ninety percent and that they're only getting ten percent. Well, they read the small print, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Curly, it's true that I'm keeping ninety percent, but not for myself. I'm going to keep it for the kids until their contract with me expires. Then they'll get it all back in one lump sum. How long's their contract run? 99 years. <laughs> with options for renewal. Nice try, kid, but it ain't going to work because the contract ain't legal. You forced them to sign it. I resent that. I did not force them, and I'll prove it to you. Alice? Did I force you to sign this contract? Yes. <laughs> oh. Did I hold a gun to your head? Yes. Was it loaded? Yes. Did I pull the trigger? No. You see, the kids were free to do as they pleased. <laughs> Friendly, what's the matter with you? You know, you've done some pretty bad things in your life, but this is the lowest thing you've ever done. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think this compares to the time I put gunpowder in my grandmother's toothpaste and she went around shooting her mouth off. <laughs> All right, Remley, will you please? <laughs> oh, Robert Hope. Will you? <laughs> Look, Remley, I'm telling you that you're not going to represent my children. If anybody's going to take charge of their careers, it's going to be me. I'm going to represent my kids. Oh, no. Phil, you can't do this to me on Mother's Day. Now, wait a minute, Alice. I'll handle this. I'm a pretty shrewd businessman, and I think I proved that when I drew up your contract with NBC. <laughs> Nobody else in show business has a contract like yours. I know. I'm the only star on radio who has to stay after the show and clean up the studio. <laughs> well, I had to make some concessions. <laughs> now, look, Alice, do me a favor. You go in and call NBC. Just tell them that our talented children are available, and if they'll come up with some very generous offer, we might let them appear on their television network. Very well, but I'll handle this in my own way. I'll be right back. Curly, television's kind of a tough thing. You think your kids are good enough to succeed? 
That's a stupid question. <laughs> they can't miss. They've got my talent. Curly, you topped me. What do you mean? Your answer is even more stupid than my question. <laughs> Never mind. I'll give you an example of my talent right now. All righty. In my dreams I seem to hear a whistle shrill Like the whippoorwill and of the whippoorwill In my ears I hear it ringing And the past to me it is bringing It reminds me of the dear old Mississippi When I loaded cotton on that stern wheel ship Roused about, knocked about They were the happy days, there's no doubt on the Mississippi, on the Mississippi, where those boats go puffin' along. On the Mississippi, people all go dippy when they hear a little bit of ragtime melody. It seems I hear them singing, see them buckin' wingin', hear those banjos ringin', woo, my heart is clingin' to that Mississippi, dear old Mississippi, that's where I was born. Just have to close my eyes to see that side That river all a-glistening in the bright moonlight And with my gal again I am strolling And her eyes at me, they are a-rolling All along the levee see those people prance Just listen to the music, watch that shuffling dance Loud in me, can't you see That there is only one place for me And it's on that Mississippi On that Mississippi where those boats go puffing along On the Mississippi People all go dippy When they hear a little bit of ragtime melody It seems I hear them singing See them bucking, winging Hear those banjos ringing Woo, my heart is clinging to that Mississippi Dear old Mississippi That's where I belong Curly, that was splendid. No wonder people compare your voice to Diamond Jim Brady. He wasn't a singer. He was famous for eating. That's what I mean. When you sing, you sound like you got a leg of lamb in your mouth. You've always been jealous of my voice, haven't you? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I sing good, and I want you to know something, that my kids are even better. They're going to be the biggest thing in television. I'll Phil, guarantee that... Phil, yeah. I just spoke to NBC about our children. Oh, how much do they offer, and when do they start? Nothing, and they don't. <laughs> NBC doesn't want them on their network because they don't think they have any talent. NBC don't think our kids have... Oh, Somebody's been kicking their chimes around <laughs> They must be crazy if they turn our kids down Look, I'm going to take over from here Just leave it to me I'm going down to NBC and tell that president off Come on, Remley Yeah And another thing I ain't afraid of you or NBC 
I don't care how important you are. You can't scare me. But, Mr. Hatch... Don't interrupt. I'm a pretty big guy on this network myself. I'm a star. And unless you put my kids on your television network, I'll have your job. Curly, why do you want his job? He's a janitor. (laughs) Oh, he's not the president. That three-button suit and the celluloid collar fool me. (laughs) Oh, here, here comes the president now. Tell him. Oh, that's a president. Don't worry, I'll tell him. Um, Pardon me, Mr. Groner. Well, what do you want, Harris? I'm a busy man. Well, sir, I... Why, you look attractive in that sanferized seersucker suit. Do you have that suit made, or did it just grow like that? Frankie! <laughs> Go on, tell him on. I'm going to, I'm going to. <laughs> Mr. Groner, I have a complaint to make. I have one, too. A complaint about me? No, about your wife. After last week's show, she didn't clean up the studio very well. (laughs) Did she sweep the dirt under the carpet again? I didn't mind that, but she swept two of our vice presidents under there, too. (laughs) Look, Mr. Gruner, enough about my wife, because, well, I'm here to talk to you about my children. Now, I understand that you refuse to put my kids on television, and I'm here to tell you that you have to put them on. I just knew you'd give me trouble. That's why I've got your contract out I have it right here And there's nothing in it that says I have to hire your children Perhaps not But there are other ways that I can make you listen to reason I'm a pretty important asset to your uh, network And I'm giving you an ultimatum Either you put my kids on television Or you can tear up my contract Wait a minute (laughs) What are you doing? Can't you take a joke? Pick up the pieces I'll get the glue Oh, them pains <laughs> Wait a minute, Mr. Gruner Not so hasty uh, Why don't you want my kids on television? Because they don't have any talent Blunt, any curly <laughs> Mr. Gruner, won't you please give my kids a chance? It's gonna mean a lot to my wife Oh, very well uh, We're starting a new children's show And they're rehearsing in that studio right now Why don't you go in and see the star of the show? Maybe he can find a spot for your children. Gee, thank you, sir. Come on, Remley. Yeah. Hey, you think this star would use your kids? Who, the star we're going to see? Yeah. Oh, it's a cinch. I know every star at NBC. (laughs) All I have to do is to tell him that the kids are good and he'll hire them. You know, all them stars, all these stars around here, they got a lot of respect for me. Mm -hmm. You just watch the way I'm greeted. Pardon me, I'm Phil Harris. Oh, the door! Oh, no. It's the stomach ulcer that walks like a boy. (laughs) Look, Julius, I want to talk to you. Not now. I got a television show going on here. That's just what I want to talk to you about. Look, I got an act that I want you to see, and I get... Read it, Mac! And take your trained baboon with you. talking about? I ain't got no trained baboon. I just came in with... <laughs> oh, he must mean you, Remley. <laughs> hey, what are you doing here, Julius? This is a kid's program, and I'm the star kid. 
They couldn't have picked a nicer goat for the job. I know a girl who necks like a giraffe. A girl that... What does that mean? Nothing. I just want to get in on this animal routine. Hey, Julius, I'd like to ask you something. What? Tell me, what nearsighted sponsor hired you to be the star of his television show? Don't try to be funny. It don't fit your character. <laughs> My sponsor's a very smart man. He picked me because he feels that as soon as people see me on the screen, they will immediately identify me with his product. What's he selling them? Bombing fluids? <laughs> He thinks you look fresh. Oh, remind me not to buy any meat at that market. <laughs> How can anybody in his right mind think that you're good looking? Who said he's in his right mind? Besides, <laughs> you don't have to be good looking to get a job in show business. Look at you, you're working. <laughs> it wasn't my face that got me where I am. I'm successful. Because I have charm. <laughs> you got all the charm of a bilious attack. <laughs> we saw you on television once and your kisser ain't exactly appetizing. When did you see me on television? Three weeks ago. And Mac, you ain't very photogenic. Your head looked like a mushroom. You had a long, thin neck and it got flat and billowy on top. Julius, that was the atom bomb explosion. <laughs> Look, Julius, I'm here to talk about my kids I want you to put them on your show I don't want them on my show I ain't asking you, I'm telling you Get lost, you Cherokee renegade <laughs> That doesn't, Remley, grab them Yeah, I got them, Curly I got me. What are you guys gonna do to me? Either you give my kids a job Or I'm gonna holler out the top of your head And make a salad bowl out of them <laughs> All right, all right I'll see to it that my sponsor gives your kids a job Hey, Curly while we got him in this position, why don't we get on television, too? It's a very good idea. Look, Julius, not only is your sponsor going to hire my kids, but Frankie and me and Alice are going to work for your sponsor, too. But, Mr. Harris, I get... You want to work for my sponsor, huh? Yeah. Okay, just sign this contract. It'll be a pleasure. Congratulations, Mr. Harris. Now that you've signed the contract, you, your family, and Mr. Remley are all working for my sponsor, the Encino Supermarket. Boy, I can't wait to get started on my new career. Me too. Strawberries! <laughs> strawberries, get your fresh strawberries here. Order a box. Rutabagas, avocados, <laughs> cashew nuts. <laughs> Fine contract you signed, Curly. Well, Julius tricked me. I thought it was for television. How was I supposed to know we signed the work at the market for the next three years? I hope you get hives from those strawberries. Get what? Hives. Oh, hives. Yeah. <laughs> I never worked so hard in my life What are you kicking about? Look at my kids over there watering down the lettuce <laughs> Look at my poor wife Oh, Alice 
What do you want? <laughs> Why don't you rest a while, dear? You've been stacking them beer cases all morning. <laughs> Time for outdoor sports, picnics, and weekend trips. Time to get out your handy portable radio and have it put in top operating condition. If you want clear listening from your portable radio, take it to your local radio dealer tomorrow for a complete inspection. It's smart to have him check it over because he knows portables best. Get your local radio service man or dealer to install fresh, new, long-lasting RCA radio batteries. No matter what make of portable you have, there's an RCA battery to fit it and to give it fresh new power for the outdoor season ahead. Be sure to ask your radio dealer or serviceman for dependable RCA radio batteries. They're radio engineered for extra listening hours. Uh, this is Phil again, folks. The enlisted women and women officers of the armed forces can truly be called the first ladies of the nation. 72,000 young women are needed by July the 1st. So check your favorite service, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, or Nurses Corps right away. Thank you, and good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. This program is produced and directed by Paul Phillips. Remember, whether you're buying a television set, a radio, a Victrola phonograph, or record, put your faith in the cornerstone of American home entertainment for three generations. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in television. Next, Theater Guild on the Air presents Prologue to Glory on NBC.